We're Hi, here. Everyone. It's Nahal and then Rashma Nahal. I didn't know how to change my title or my name. There's so. two Nahals and one Rashma. We're outnumbering you today. So there. I, I'm actually really impressed that you were able to log by yourself. Um, I mean, I am, I, I am the founder of Girls Who Code, so I do know technology. No, but it's a really, really, really big step in, uh, I think, your IT growth path and uh, and our relationship. So I just want to tell you I'm proud of you. Yesterday, I figured out my Apple ID by myself, which I was very impressed about because that is very I was also I was also impressed. But, I mean, you're doing all these things now without me, all these t IT things. My, I feel like my value is diminishing. Yes, it has diminished. It has diminished. <laughs> Um, <laughs> let us bring Jack on. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, Jack. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, How are you? Ooh, Good. You by at? the way, this is by the way, this is episode eighteen. Uh, Debro and crypto. A lot of people were clamoring for Debro and crypto over the past month, and uh, I I ignored the clamors. I just told them um, to wait for a for a hot a hot fall. And uh, it's so hot, we're already getting crazy questions in the in the Q and A. But anyway, we wanted to introduce this incredible woman who I met Jack probably what about a year ago? I feel like yeah, um, yeah, a year ago. Um, now, yeah. From uh, from a, a very good mutual friend, Kevin Weatherman, who's the who's the number one angel, self proclaimed number one angel investor in, in New City. York. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also like an incredible human and connector, and. Um, and Jack is a regular at uh, Pitch and Run, um, a run that a run club that we have that the leaves from Chelsea Piers uh, twice a week, Mondays and Fridays at 9 a.m. And I've gotten to know Jack really well through those runs. And she's an absolutely incredible uh, human being. Um, her quick background and she'll she'll tell us more about herself, but she is. Uh, one of the six Navy SEALs that killed Osama bin Laden. That's not uh, true. <laughs> oh, you can't say that. Why? It's not true. It's not true. Okay, Sorry, that's not Jack. true. But she, she is uh, an incredible veteran in the U.S. Navy and an incredible entrepreneur and founder, and now building a lot of Web three businesses. Um, and also, uh, I know you just joined Brad, our friend Brad at Scout. But um, tell us more about yourself, Jack, and thank you for joining. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. And I actually did really miss um, the weekly episodes uh, that you guys released. And so I'm really glad it's back um, and we can kick things off here. Um, yeah, so a little of my background. Um, I grew up in Philadelphia, right outside the city. I went to an all-girls Catholic school. Yep, um, for 13 years. Um, made a ton of really good friendships, and um, then you know went on to Navy as a Division One cross-country indoor and outdoor track runner. Um, I I started out, you know thinking about like what I was gonna major in freshman year. And I really loved my chemistry classes and I love the hard sciences, but I also love to read. And I was like, I'm gonna do all the, all the classes I need for medical school. Um, and also like just read a ton of books. And so I was an English major there. Um, and then as you know, you're, as you're, as you start getting closer to graduation, you really have to figure out what it is that you want to do after your time at Navy. So um, I, you know, 
looked at all the different options. There's, I mean, you, know, you can stay in the Navy, you can even cross service, um, at, or you could go into the Marine Corps. And so like, as I was exploring options, EOD came around and, you know, like, and I had a teammate that, you know, was, had, was like one of the few females that, um, you know, got into the program and, you know, was able to serve as select EOD. And um, so I'd like heard about the community. Oh yeah. So ex explosive ordnance disposal. Um, so yeah, so I, you know, started like understanding the mission and the people and was driven by that and was driven by like the physical challenge and there weren't a lot of women doing it and you know i want to be kind of at that forefront and explain how that um, works so explosive so there's like a device that's going to explode and like yeah yeah walk us through it yeah so so the the whole like mission of what eod does is you know it's the preservation of life and also preservation of property. Um, so we, so in the Navy that, you know, we're responsible for not only rendering safe explosives, but also like, you know, thinking about like the underwater threat and all, so, you know, the Navy specializes in that um, and rendering service, you know, UXOs, rendering safe UXOs, or, you know, a chem bio warfare, being able to respond to a nuclear incident, like all of these things are things that we train for. Um, and then, you know, how it aligns with SOCOM is you'll have assets that will go on a mission and there's usually one or two EOD attached to those small teams. And they're there, you know, making sure the scene is safe before that we bring more personnel um, into, you know, the area of operation. Um, so it, it was an incredible experience. Uh, so did that for almost seven years and then got out, moved up to New York, didn't know anyone and um, was, you know, starting at Columbia at school because I, I knew I wanted to pursue medicine, um, finished my first semester and I just hated it. I, you know, I think. Of medical school. Yeah. I, yeah. And I think that really it was the difficulty it was in transitioning from you know, a, a military life to now like a civilian life and having so much freedom. And there wasn't that same mission and that same team there um, to fall back on as like part of like your core purpose in being. And um, so, I, you know, I did a lot of like growing up during that time after, you know, I quit and then, the, you know, there was COVID. And so there was a, there was a huge transition period that I hadn't really allowed myself the opportunity to really digest. Um, and so I did a lot of self-exploration and, and really tried to figure out what I wanted to do. And so I reached out to my veteran community and they, you know, really connected me with the right people in the ecosystem, met Kevin, who has been an incredible mentor, um, and then started working at JP Morgan through a, what's called a rotational program. And they do that for military vets um, that, are, that really don't know what they want to be when they grow up, when they get out. And they, you know, they can explore all different facets of the bank. And it, it allowed me to have like a, you know, a background and really set like a foundation for what it, what it, what the financial world offers. Um, so I was able to do that and then um, found out about venture and started getting into Web3 and uh, here I am at Scout. So I'm super excited to be here. I know it was a, it was a long story, but um, yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's been a journey. Was there anything about your background? Well, first of all, thank you for your service. Um, no, no. It was without you guys. It's like without Americans. It, you know, gives us something to fight for. Um, thank so you I for think, your service. You know, that goes without saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
was there something about your what, what's the biggest like lesson you learned in the navy um i would say probably like whatever situation you're faced with in life it's not about like you succeeding or failing it's like you know how do you make an impact with others and allow you know you know people to be a, like for you to be like approachable to people of all different backgrounds of all different like ways of life and all different generations and be able to bring people together that can like collaborate and work together and for a common mission um and i think like it's the relationships and the and the impact that you make that'll that really drive that forward um so i would say yeah that, the biggest the biggest lesson was like learning how to deal with people and like how to interact with people and how to get missions done and work towards something as a team together collaboratively um, has been like probably the greatest thing I've learned being in the Navy. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's made you, I mean, just knowing you for a year, it's made you an innate and an incredible innate leader, you know, just being able to work with so many different types of people. And we see this at our run club, right? Like every, every, every session, new folks roll up from all over the place and your ability, I think, to interact with them is, is really uh, spectacular. Maybe that's something you had before the Navy or, or learned at the Navy, but that's, that's amazing. Do you feel like that there's a big difference between the venture community or the web three community and the Navy or, or what are the similarities in terms of? Yeah. Um, I would say it's actually a lot, like, I think just venture in generals is very similar to what I did in the Navy um, in terms of like it, everything's very collaborative um, and you know people are, are really trying to make a difference and essentially create huge impact for a large surface area of people and so I think that um, there's that commonality of like being very mission driven um, to really change the you know momentum of where society both socially and economically is going um, and then I think also you know it's been very collaborative, very community-based, and that's really at the core of, you know, the Navy is like the culture and the people, like at the end of the day, we achieve a mission and we achieve it together. Um, so I think you see a lot of those similarities in VC and specifically in Web3, I think it's, it's even more collaborative um, than really any other facet of like industry that I've worked with or alongside. Um, and, you know, I think that's really interesting too, because people are willing to share their experiences as this is evolved, as the space is evolving. Um, and I think that's even important going further is that like you allow innovation to happen because people are so collaborative and that, that innovation happens so much quicker. Yeah, I mean, I was been working on this choice style project when I first really foray into Web3 and it blew my mind how collaborative yeah. it was, how unhierarchical it was, how much people could, whoever you were, could bring anything to the table. And there was collaborative decision making and um, and how much more you can do when you're coming at it from that perspective. It's how different it is, though, uh, I think, to the real world, where it's like almost like we live in hierarchies. Yeah. No, for sure. I completely agree. Um, and I think, too, like there's a, there's a unique spirit to the space, you know, like people want to, you know, spend time and really understand and build and just like 
like be a part of a community, but be able to like represent themselves and have their own identity and have their own ownership of what they're contributing to. Um, and I think that spirit kind of is, is really unique part of being involved in Web3 in the community. So tell us what, you know, I know um, you were really excited. Um, I, I remember when you got started getting really excited about Web3 um, earlier this year, but but tell us kind of like, I guess what, what you're working on now and maybe even a little bit of your journey of like how, how you got here to these projects. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think this conversation started around another conversation I had with an individual who I, you know, trust and adore. And he was like, so what are your thoughts on Web3? And I was like, well, I don't really buy into it. I think it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. And it, honestly, it was just because I didn't understand it. Um, and I think I, you know, hadn't really done the research I needed to make a, a value, valid argument either way. Um, and so I, you know, was just, I think that kind of sparked my curiosity. And so I started talking to people, I started doing some reading and I was talking to Kevin about, you know, kind of my underlying interest in the space, just wanting to know more. And he was like, you should just like get some NFTs. Like if you, if you really are interested, like just start doing and being in space, right? And so I think that was kind of the catalyst forward and, and really starting to dig further along and like understand how things work. And I think, you know, part of what, you know, you learn in the military is that like perspective and experience, you know, goes a long way because um, you truly understand the problem sets. Um, and I think, you know, in a similar way in Web3, like the more you build, the more you understand these nuances and how things work and all these different terminologies that are thrown around, you know, and I think once you get once you get that sense, you start to gain more clarity. So I started buying NFTs and I started, you know, I was able to um, do a giveaway and then I started, you know, we a small group of us formed, but then we started thinking about doing an investment together. It's like all these different projects started to spur. Um, and it was it was really driving my curiosity even further um, along. And I started writing about it. And I think that too was really helpful because, you know, you're doing all this research, but you want to be able to consolidate it in a, like in a way that, you know, it's telling that journey through like your learning and growth cycle. Um, and then, you know, having the opportunity to work at Scout, you know, build out kind of their Web3 strategy and their approach forward, um, you know, have, you know, started to work on a, with a number of incubation companies and started to, we, you know, I think part of that same spirit in building is like wanting to be good good denizens of um, decentralization and build ourselves, you know, so we've been building a Ethereum validator node and um, the two companies were incubating. One is, you know, VF protocol with uh, Cameron Armstrong, another, you know, military veteran. Um, and, you know, he's trying to really eliminate tr transaction fees um, from, you know, the Ethereum blockchain. And I think like, there's some really unique ways that we can be involved. And I think because we're able to incubate with these companies, we can also build alongside them. And, you know, I think that that makes it a really unique conversation. Um, and you're, you're not even, you're learning from like the community, you're learning from building, you're learning from listening and understanding. And I think that's all part of, you know, 
how we continue to evolve the space. Um, and that's what I've enjoyed most about it. And um, super, super blessed also, you know, just, I, you know, breaking into VC is super difficult. And I think coming from a background that had, you know, there are tons of challenges along the way, but um, just, you know, at, at the end of the day, I have to count my blessings with the network and community that you have. Um, so it, it's, it's good, feel, feel pretty grateful. You know, we, one we of the things. People, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, just saying, we have some some um, some of the audience are excited about. Uh, uh, Fiorenza just said yes. No more gas fees. Um, and by the way, we had an early question from uh, also Fiorenza who who asked uh, you, Jack, are you excited for the Ethereum merge? Oh, so excited! Pretty pretty pumped. Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. Um, I think that. Um, this, you know, transition from proof of work to proof of stake is going to have, you know, I think an impact on, you know, how the space evolves. Um, you know, I think it's early to say, I, I'm long, you know, in my personal opinion, but, but you know, I think it, time will challenge in terms of like how, how it all plays out um, with the other tokens at stake. Can you tell our listeners what the ETH, what the ETH merge is? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so essentially, uh, so Sometime next week, uh, they've they said 15th, uh, September 15th, but you know, until it happens, um, and I'm not putting any bets on it. So, he says, so September 15th, um, essentially, what was traditionally like how you know, proof of work, which is essentially taking um, complex math problems and then solving those complex math problems and then being rewarded as the miners, being rewarded for um those problems. Uh, so that's going to transition into proof of stake. So you're going to be able to... Can you guys hear me? Yeah, your okay. sound is cracking. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, so how wanna, is it now? Do you want to maybe take off your headphones? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. It might be a Bluetooth connection. By the way, for all the entrepreneurs that are listening, Bluetooth needs to be, uh, we need to innovate on this thing. It's been around for like 30 years and it's like literally like the most archaic protocol ever. And it's, uh, I don't understand what the hell is going on. Somebody create like a green tooth or a yellow tooth ASAP, please. But anyway, Jack, let's, let's try it again. Can't hear you now. Rush, tell us a little bit about the latest while Jack is troubleshooting AV. Tell us the latest with the Choice Dial launch and what you learned from it. Well, we do an update. Oh, I can't go into all that now. It's so much. I have to like process it. But um, we've been raising money. We're going to be distributing it to a handful of organizations. We're going to be taking a vote on that soon. Um, and you know, we've learned that there's just a lot of power in like the DAO and in community and activism. And I think there's a lot still to build there. Jack, can you hear us now? No, kind of. Well, we are reaching our 530 mark. But I want to let Jack get back on. Everybody can uh, reach out, by the way, to Jack. 
to talk about um, the theory emerge or um, anything that you're excited about um, that she's building. Uh, her Twitter is at the realist Jack. That's T H E R E A L I S T J A C. And uh, she's now at Scout Ventures. Um, that is actually founded by an old friend, Brad, also uh, an amazing uh, veteran. And um, Brad's got some incredible uh, investments, and we're lucky to be in a few with with Scout as well at ENIAC. Um, but uh, Jack, thank you so thank much. You, let's, give you, let, let's give you another. Can you can you say something? Does it work? No. No, we're gonna have to bring you on and do like a second. Well, let's let's do part two with you, and that yeah, way, yeah, yeah, I, I have a million questions. So. Yeah, we'll do a part two. And uh, listen, this, by the way, is like the re-entry back into the fall. Like this is a great re-entry episode, which is, you know, summer's over and uh, and and we're still trying to fiddle. It's like a metaphor for life. We're like fiddling with the uh, with the AV to try to get back into the groove. So thank you, audience, for for listening and for being here. We promise it's going to be a hot fall. Jack, you're Jack. You're the best. We love you. Bye.